0: Hello, friends. Happy fall. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast with your host, Candice Kuman <laughs> Hello from New York, friends. It has been a little minute and a hot one in New York. I love it here. My original stomping grounds um, on social. I've shared a couple of my old apartments. I went back and reclaimed um, a little bit of memories melancholy as well as just feelings of look how far you've made it remember when do you guys remember when you wished for the things that you have now today's episode is going to be about the sacrifices it takes for success it is a question that three different girls on my team asked me to answer today originally we recorded a pod on this but it was only 20 minutes And I thought it was important to go back to my roots in New York City and share with you a few really special notes and things that are going to help everyone, whether you're 20 years old and you're just starting out and you're TikTok savvy or you're 56 and you love this pod because you love the honesty, the mental health, the wellness, and just the real perspective of somebody who's making it happen on their own. Now, when I go back to Wall Street and I see my old apartment, I used to live on the fourth floor, and then I saved enough money to live on the ninth floor. What you don't know, even though you thought I was fabulous out here, is that I actually did not make enough money to live in that apartment. And the only way the building let me live there is if I consistently paid the whole year of rent up front. So while I lived in the city, I had to pay rent up front in full the entire year in a big check. And that was the only way that I had the security to live in the city around 2010. I saw some old friends on this trip. I made some new friends. And I thought to myself, okay, it's time to share. Whether you're famous on TikTok, and you're blown away that I write books, or you're older than me and more experienced, I met some of the greatest people That were a mirror of myself on this trip. I remembered what it was like to be young and hungry and to be 20 and not being discovered quote-unquote yet or not feeling like I was financially making it quote-unquote. There are many things that I had to sacrifice to get to where I am now. I am grateful for all the gifts and the losses that I took before I became who I am today. This is a great podcast, 97. I want you to write a lot of notes and I want you to think deeply inside. Look at how far you've come. You've already gotten this far and made it through the pandemic. Imagine what else you are capable of doing. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. The whole path to success will be wabi-sabi. Not one thing is going to go as planned. I will tell you that firsthand. I walked onto set at 30 Rockefeller with my friend Sarah Gore on Wednesday. We shot live. We laughed. We did her New York Live segment on NBC. And then we went to lunch afterwards. And my friend Adriana came to visit us. She works over at the Today Show. And we just stayed in the 30 Rock lounge upstairs and chatted between all three of us. I've been friends with Sarah for 16 years and Adriana for 12. We had looked at each other in the eye and thought how far we had already come and how the three of us work in front of a camera at 30 Rock, the center of the universe. And I told them they are both so lucky because they have the job. You know, like I would give my right arm to be at 30 Rock every day. But you and I know I'll be there. We'll get there one day. But in the interim, I think it's important to realize that we're all doing the things that we dreamed of when we were little girls. And sometimes you have to really pinch yourself and say, wake up, smell the roses and pay attention. As Ram Das says, be here now and enjoy the gifts that you were given so that If you work hard and you put in the time and you give up some sacrifices, you can make it. Now, Adriana does the Shop Today segments and Sarah Gore has been an anchor at New York uh, NBC station for 13 years and I'm so proud of her. And the reason why they have the jobs is because they've sacrificed so much. And we all know that. For myself, my path is so different I live between New York and LA. I do not have children yet, and I do not have a husband yet, but I definitely have a great partner and I'm on my way to thinking about children. (laughs) And it's okay if you're not there yet, guys, or if you want them or don't want them. Nobody should pass judgment on these things. But I'm letting you all know that by 40 years old, I don't have children because it was a sacrifice I had to make in order to forge the path I've made in wellness it's the greatest sacrifice you'll ever make you won't have the home you won't have the kids you won't have the husband and guess what it's perfectly okay my life is wonderful just the way it is and I hope that you can say the same about your life because you have a roof over your head you have running water you have warm sheets a bed to lay in And enough to eat. And for that, we are grateful. Life doesn't have to be anything extraordinary beyond helping others and working through the day to day to be a better person, to feel the merit that you could build, as we say in Buddhism, over time. You don't have to be enlightened, and you don't even have to be a perfect person, wabi sabi. You just have to know that every day you're doing incrementally good things for others and for yourself. Now, when girls ask me what else I've sacrificed, the number one thing in media, I will tell you, is finance. You will not get paid for the majority of work that you take in front of a camera. It just doesn't work that way. When I was much younger, I would write for every magazine under the sun for free. And if you're a public figure, forget it. You're just not going to get paid to write articles for big magazines. Now, I have been paid generously by certain magazines when I take big gigs with them. Cosmopolitan had hired me. Cosmo Body had hired me. Vogue has hired me. Shape has paid me well. I was on the masthead there as an editor. And Men's Fitness as well. I was on the masthead as an editor. But before that, most of the jobs I took writing, 95% of them were unpaid. And that's okay. Because it's press and PR and it keeps you relevant and in the circuit. The other thing that you will have to sacrifice is you're going to miss a lot of weddings and birthdays and parties and you're going to be really very disciplined in your work and craft. Most people couldn't pry me away from my desk if they tried to between 28 to 38. You know I didn't really have time to stop I also didn't marry a rich guy and I didn't want to marry an athlete. They were fun to date, but they were, how can I say this? You know, I'm looking for stability. My father is a devout Christian and he loved my mom so deeply and he did anything for her. I watched him go to work at 6am every day and come back at 5 and my mom had dinner on the table like clockwork. My sister, my mother, my father, and I would sit while my dad watched Dan Rather on the news while we were eating dinner every night. It was just part of the thing. But of course, families that eat together share a lot more love together. And we've said this before, if you want to lower stress in your life, just eat a lot of family meals together. Another sacrifice that was made, though, was I really did not have the same life as my friends starting in college. This is where I came out of school, still fit modeling. I was paid to work in Hong Kong and China for a very long time. And then I decided to put myself through culinary school when I was 22. I did not have money to do this. I took out a loan of $50,000 and I paved the way for my own path. And I will never forget the dumb I was going to say a really bad word. Hmm, how can I say this? I'm trying to be classy these days. There was a lot of annoying people that told me things like, oh yeah, well, at least I have a real job. And I was like, okay, loser. (laughs) In my head, I thought, how rude of you to say that you have a real job and that me, you know, going out and freelancing. First, I was a fit model only. And then I became a line cook while I still fit modeled. And then I started writing for all the magazines for free, interning at Fox. So I interned at the uh, 21st Century Fox lot where they made movies. And I helped the guys in the trailer file their fucking paperwork um, for all the Simpsons table reads and all of the King of the Hill table reads. So even Brittany Murphy, God bless her and rest her soul, used to come into our trailer and do her table read every week. It was pretty cool. I mean there was a lot of voiceover there. I learned a lot. I drove their little golf cart around the lot where they shot NYPD etc. It was a great experience. I learned one thing. I don't want to work in back of the camera. I want to work in front of the camera. So a big sacrifice of mine was I didn't hang out with my friends and party all the time anymore. I had to get serious about my job, about culinary school And after culinary school, I had to make shit happen. So I took a job as a line cook for 20 bucks an hour. And all that paid was for gas and parking. I also took a line cook job in Laguna Beach at the Ritz. And all that paid for was gasoline. I don't know why, but most people think that you need a handout. You need a meal ticket. You need payment in order to make a career for yourself. But this is not true. I believe that the more internships and the more free work that you take, the more volunteering that you do, and the more time that you spend with others without expecting a dollar, the more you will learn. Because when you are there for free, you are there to learn. And learning is currency. Learning is figuring shit out. Learning is building a skill set. And I'm not sure why our society does not give thanks to interns more often. Internships are like the gauntlet of life. Living in New York is like living through the gauntlet all over again. And anybody that lives here knows that you don't need to live in fear when you live here. Most people, even though gritty on the outside, extremely hardworking and straightforward, most people have a good heart and they are very, very kind. In New York City, you hustle and you work for it. In LA, you expect to be discovered. There is a big difference. This is a generalization, yes, but it is an observation I've made over the last decade of my life in finding that I belong with the grit and the hustle and the streak of kindness behind the throwing of bows getting off of the subway. There is just something magical about New York, that I cannot describe to you but I will tell you the greatest sacrifice I ever made was a relationship that was no longer for me. I had to say goodbye. I had to leave my friends behind that would not leave the safe harbor and I left. I took one suitcase and a couple hundred dollars and I moved myself to New York City when I was 28. After learning that line cooking and cooking and banquets and fabulous chefs. It's just not for me. Not every person that goes to culinary school is a chef at a restaurant. You could be a food journalist, a food writer, a host, a recipe developer. You can even work as somebody who does food critic work or writing at a newspaper, magazine, or online outlet. I just think building a skill set is really important much more so than learning how to be very good at social media. One of the other greatest sacrifices I had was coming here and spending time with those that inspired me was the way that I weaved out how I was going to do time management at 29 and 30. By 29, I lived in East Williamsburg on Stag Street with a roommate. And by the way, my roommate was Jewish in college and my roommate in New York was Jewish. I'm going to give a big shout out. I love my Jewish community. Many of my agents are Jewish and many people that have helped me in my career are Jewish. And I'm just so saddened. I'm also half Polish and Auschwitz is a a place of remembrance. Um, You know, my family was Catholic in Poland, but it didn't mean that we didn't help those who were also affected by the horrors of the Holocaust. And we must never forget one of my favorite new assistants recently was Jewish. And one of my favorite assistants in New York, Jade, was also Jewish. And I love my Jewish brothers and sisters like my own. I'm praying for all of you. And I hope that this Anti Semitic bullshit stops. It is so childish, by the way, and it shows nothing but insecurity on the person just spewing hate. And we do not need any of that left in this world. Love is the anecdote to all fear and all hate. And I hope that all of us can love on somebody that's Jewish today and tell them, I'm saying this to all of you right now I love you and I'm with you. You are my brothers and sisters in solidarity. There is no excuse for that. Sorry for moving down the path of announcements. Of current events. But it is important to address. In that thought. When I lived in East Williamsburg. With a roommate. I started teaching cooking classes at the Brooklyn kitchen. And I also. Did not have much time. To do anything else but write. Cook. Teach. And then. Once in a while, I would get really lucky, and I would judge on Iron Chef America. And boy, was that a treat. I had to sacrifice a lot to go on these shows. They were all unpaid, but they were a gift. Because if you work really hard and you stand out from the bunch, and my dear friend Simon Majumdar, who's also a judge on the show, recommended me for it. And you know how that happened? We worked together on a different project in Los Angeles. And he just said, I think you're perfect to judge on Iron Chef. And I did not think I was ready yet. But all of the free work that I had done, whether it was writing for Health Magazine, Prevention Magazine, Cosmopolitan, and I'd not been at uh, the other big publications yet. But somebody saw that. They saw that I didn't spend time dating. I didn't spend any time partying. I didn't spend time on the bullshit. At this point in my career, I was just head down until about 3 a.m. every single night. My friend Dana used to make fun of me because she's like, how are you ever going to meet a boyfriend if you don't leave your apartment? I probably have great skin because I never went outside. And this is true. Anyone will tell you that was my closest friend during that time. If I got a book deal, I was never going out. I would look at them and I specifically told them, don't call me for six months. And that's how I used to write my books. I don't do that anymore because I'm older and wiser and much more experienced. I know how to time manage now. But when you're young and you're scrappy and you're really trying to make a name for yourself and you're trying to stand out from the rest of the crowd, it is important for you to put your head down and work. Now, I can't tell you that your path is going to be the same as me, but I've been asked by so many young girls and guys saying, how did you do it in such a short amount of time? And the answer actually is, I I didn't do it in a short amount of time. Wabi-sabi. I'm 40 years old. You can't compare your 20s to my 40s. I got two decades on you, (laughs) So while I think it's fabulous that I've got the great skin, here we go, Shiseido SPF, shout out. It's probably just from bundling up and never going outside for about 10 years. (laughs) I mean, I did, let's be real. But I did not go out and party until the book was polished, signed, sealed, delivered, and back in to the editors. I mean, that was a, oof, that was a rough time. I got a little bit of assistance here and there, but majority of work, again, was all unpaid, always. I didn't question whether I was getting paid or not. I always said yes to every opportunity. I was full of grace and gratitude instead of expectation and ego. And although each of us has an ego and sometimes it does get in the way, you know, when you do that whole the fuck does that person think they are? Who is this bitch? Who is this person trying to bother me? Don't they know who I am? You know, (laughs) I usually do not do that because I believe in following mentors and working for people that you admire. And I worked for women like Pam Krause, Karen Rinaldi, Julie Will, the editors at Shape, my old boss DZ at Men's Health, there were many very classy and graceful people I worked for. And they did not put off egos like that. Surround yourself and learn from the best of the best of the best. You can learn from the 1% if you get in New York. Most of the time, you will only get in if you intern or at an entry-level position. You cannot expect to get anywhere if you do not make sacrifices. Now, while I was at a Shiseido party on Friday, which was phenomenal, by the way, we had so much fun. Um, It was cute when a TikToker looked at me and said, you write books with glistening eyes. And I was like, yes, sweetie, I'm old. (laughs) And then she while I'm so humbled by her millions of followers, I I have barely any. I have no followers, especially on TikTok. While I'm so humbled by not having any following on there, I realize that there are young people that still value traditional work. And we know that the longevity of these apps and the burnout and just the depression and anxiety linked Social media is very poor for wellness and health. And that is strictly why I limit it to only sharing certain things every now and then. The one thing you must know, it is nice to have a lot of followers, but it is fabulous. And it's also very noteworthy and respectful to have a very long resume. I would rather pick the latter because you can buy followers. You can work on your thumbs all day. But you know what? You cannot recreate the New York experience or wherever you live Nashville, Austin, Hawaii, Honolulu, Tokyo, France, Spain, wherever you live. You cannot recreate real life with your thumbs. I'm sorry. I'm just being real and I'm also more so very concerned about the mental health and wellness of our youth. So a sacrifice you must make is that skill set, getting to know more people and growing your network. While we're at it, I want to mention to you guys, I have a 25% off coupon as a gift to you for comvita.com Manuka Honey. It's the time of year where we need to protect our immunity proactively with Manuka honey. Comvita is superior to regular honey because it has those amazing antibacterial properties and contains antioxidants, and it's really effective in supporting your immunity and digestion. I'm a huge fan of Comvita's Manuka honey, and if you haven't picked up your gift from me, it's 25% off anything you want. You can even pick up more for your kids or even just that manuka that you want to use in your tea, your yogurt, your granola, your oatmeal bowl. Raw manuka honey from Comvita is my all-time favorite because its texture and taste is the gold standard. I encourage all of you to check out comvita.com, C-O-M-V-I-T-A.com. And use the code KANDICE25 for 25% off anything you want. It's important for your health to be well, tried, and true. I also noticed that you all like this podcast because I'm honest. And that worries me a little bit. Why is it that I'm so honest? And is it just the rest of the world is full of ego? I know there's a lot of other great, honest podcasters out there, but maybe it's not normal that a half Asian, you know, journalist, writer, author is spewing facts and just like letting you know black and white straight up. This is how it is. My parents are, you know, Christian and Buddhist. I would be damned if I did them wrong. You know, I was a wild child when I was young, so I'm doing a lot of making up for being a bad kid. Come to find, wasn't really even that bad. I just like was a wild child. There's nothing wrong with that. I gave a great interview to Wondermind, Selena Gomez's new mental health company. So I encourage you to go to their website and click on my story today and read it like 30 times. We're also doing a book giveaway for Kintsugi Wellness, my newest book. So I really do encourage you to go to their website check out the book and enter the giveaway on Instagram today. Your last chance to do it is going to be on October 25th. So I would definitely jump in and do that ASAP. Maybe even the 24th. (laughs) Anyways, I want to get back to networking. Another sacrifice that you're going to have to make is you're not going to be able to do everything if you want to be successful and be ahead of the game. You're going to have to do a lot of self-investing. So that means investing in skills, investing in really good friends, making time for them, getting rid of shitty piece of shit friends. And I mean, those are people that like make you feel bad, are jealous of you, talk shit to you, talk behind your back, treat you really poorly, tell you what you need to do with your life. Good bye. Sayonara. As my mother would say, you know, Ken, there's many things going to happen in your life. It's okay. Sometimes you will find a great friend, but maybe wabi-sabi. Things not always going to be perfect. And she's right. What my mom always told me was that I would meet the greatest friends in my life in college. And she was right. But what a letdown that I did when I overly expected my friends to understand my career path. When the greatest sacrifice of all in today's podcast is actually friendships. Friendships are the thing that I lost out on. My trajectory in my life took me to many different places. And my friends didn't always understand that. And we grew apart. And whether it was sad or whether it was just meant to be. I'm grateful for the time I spent with them. I love all of the friends that I've had to say goodbye to. It wasn't easy. I cried a lot. But I made a lot of other really good friends that stayed by my side. And I made a lot of friends just from diapers, junior high and high school that stuck around. And my goodness, am I grateful for them. My hand is on my heart. If you can look around at your friendships and know that your friends are not always going to understand where you're going. And that's okay. It's not actually for them to understand. So the greatest thing you will have to overcome is friendships that won't work out and naysayers that talk shit to you. And that could be anyone. When you get bigger and your profile grows, you will definitely, most certainly, have death taxes and haters. Now, death taxes and haters are a sure thing. And when you read those mean and nasty comments, I remember the first time I got one while it was at that Wall Street apartment. I was on the fourth floor next to my tiny little window in a studio, no furniture because I was too poor except a bed. And I read a message from a woman who made my lasagna rolls, which were fucking delicious, by the way. Um, and I read a comment that she wrote about my lasagna rolls in People magazine. And she said that they ruined her party because they were horrible. And I sat at my desk from the flea market and I put my head down and I cried. And I told my friend Rico, who lived up on like the 12th floor. And he said, you know what, Candace? <laughs> and Rico was a, like a hedge fund guy over at Goldman Sachs. He's like... She is probably a horrible cook and you're never reading these comments again. And of course, I didn't take Rico's full advice because I had to read the comments. But I do want to let you guys know we really read the comments and they hurt our feelings. So sometimes it goes back to last week's pod. Maybe it was a week before. If you don't have anything nice to say, it's really best to keep nasty things to yourself. And along your journey, the naysayers are just part of the grind. They could be a good indication that you might be making it. And while the compass that you have to follow, your North Star will guide you along the way. I promise you this. Some spirit inside of you, if you know you are meant to be a somebody, and each of you are surely meant to be a somebody, it is in your best interest to keep following that North Star. And don't you dare ever let go of it. Because your guiding light will show you the way. I promise you. Do you know how hard it was when my boyfriend at the Wall Street apartment left me? And went to another country and he didn't tell me until the day he left me? Just staring at that apartment thinking about all the shit that I went through. I went back. I saw all my old doormen. I asked, where's Juan, my favorite doorman of all time? And they told me that Juan died. My favorite doorman at 45 Wall died of COVID during the pandemic. As tears dripped down my face in front of all my old doormen, I just thanked them over and over for making me who I was. And I said, I know Juan is watching over us. (sighs) Sorry, guys. I was so sad. And I was also really uh, deeply moved by this person. You know, we tend to overlook the little people, like the -the behind-the-scenes people. But the doorman took all my packages and books and everything from, like, flats. I mean, flats of green tea that we would get sent for parties flowers, packages, any kind of food. Times were really different in 2010. And doormen were not used to getting an excessive amount of packages. But they helped. All of my assistants went through those doors. Whether it was Larissa, Jade, Constantina, Cecilia, Amanda. We had a great time. But also, as you can see, when you want to make it and you want to be successful, You're going to have to sacrifice a lot of grit and grace for people that will tear you down, tear you apart along the way. It is not easy to make it on top. In fact, it is the sure thing that you're going to fall flat on your face at least 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 times before you make it. And if you can get back up and brush off your shoulders, put your heels on, put your lipstick on, and go to the book signing like I did the day after that asshole left me, and I had my book come out the next day, Clean Green Eats, at the Deepak Shopper Center at ABC Home in New York. I gave the greatest sit down interview of my life with my friend, Kristen Arlant. God bless her. My assistant at the time, Cecilia, God bless her, called everybody that she knew on my team and said, uh, Candace's boyfriend left her yesterday. Please don't say anything. Please come to her book event tonight. Thank you. And everybody came. I'll never forget what that time was like. It sucked. It was a huge sacrifice to like learn to let go of what wasn't for me. And now, (laughs) Lord, am I grateful like 10 times over. And I'm not talking shit. Fabulous, nice person. Not for me. Like totally fine. All the old friends. Fabulous, nice people. Not for me. It's all good. These are sacrifices that you got to make and you actually have to look at the trajectory of your life and see who's supposed to be in your life and who's not and then assess that. My partner now is kind and loving, tall and handsome. And maybe one day if you guys are lucky, you can meet him. But for now, I'd like to keep that part of my life private, which is a sacrifice that I make. And I say, I'm going to separate the two. And another sacrifice to make is to make sure that you look at the timeline of your life. And sometimes you're not going to be able to make everything that all your friends want you to do. Sure, there were lots of bachelorette parties I missed. There were weddings I couldn't make. There were even jobs that I couldn't take because they conflicted. There were certain things that I didn't do because they were not for me. Monsanto, Diet Coke, Splenda, Sweet and Low, Slim Fast, Weight Watchers. No. I said no to every single one of those jobs. And rest assured, there's probably a million dollars of work that I said no to. Because guess what? I have fucking morals, values, and respect for myself and others. And if I don't believe in something, I'm not saying yes. You have to look at it like this. Would you recommend this product? Or this brand or this lifestyle to your best friends? That is what my agent Jeff Google taught me and I loved that advice. It was so important for me to learn those words from top agents when I was very young. And even though I was young and stupid and I fought with a lot of people, I am not perfect and I will never tell you that I am. I sure as hell took the right advice from the right agents. My agent Kirby told me, I needed to learn to be very cool like a cucumber and calm <laughs> zen like but the sacrifices made where a lot of friends were lost a lot of money was lost a lot of jobs were never they never came to fruition or a lot of pitches that I wrote like books and tv shows that I wrote just no, 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 no. You got to get used to hearing the word no if you want to be successful. And then you got to say to yourself, okay, it's not for you. or It's not the right time. The peach isn't ripe yet. I gotcha. I'm fucking moving on. I mean, when you think of somebody who's cool or classy or like graceful, etc. These are not self-proclaimed things that we should say about ourselves. It should just be the aura that you put off. And I want you to know that you make me feel good. And that's why this pod is a safe space for me to share all of these wild and crazy experiences, sacrifices and joys and pleasures that happened during the duration of the last 20 years of my life. Now, you may or may not know I was on the first season of Top Chef. Congratulations to Top Chef, and bravo, Andy Cohen. 20 fucking amazing seasons. I saw two of my old girlfriends at a brunch yesterday in New York, and they said, you gotta own that shit, girl. You gotta talk about it more. Everybody has told me that. I kind of hindered and hid and buried the Top Chef years because they were formative years of my life at 22 years old where I got talked shit to. And the greatest sacrifice during that time was I knew that I had to cook on the line because Gail Simmons told me to. And I knew that I had a career ahead of me that would be really bright if I put the right time and hours in. I knew that I had to let go of my old boyfriend because he was not for me. This is one in LA. I told you guys I had a Rolodex full of men. I'm not going to tell you about all of them. There's far too many, but let's just say I have a lot of soul mates. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Half of them were shitheads, but then again, so am I. So the point is, is that live that beautiful life as I stare out to the New York skyline. This is the city of dreams that makes you who you are. If you are afraid to pull the trigger and move, please don't be. I've already done it. I laid the pavement for you. You have it far easier now. Women laid the pavement for me before me, and I thank them. Today, I'm drinking Health Aid Kombucha, pomegranate flavor. Fabulous. I have to say, I take my hat off to women who came before me, like Julia Child, Ariana Huffington, Connie Chung, uh, even Lisa Ling love her work. There's so many great, beautiful, marginalized voices that are out there that really did it all before us. My goodness, look at it, Oprah. She created so much beauty in the world of journalism that wasn't out there before because she was honest and a good person. And overall, you got to sacrifice a lot from relationships, friends, finance, and societal norms like marriage, kids, and a home. By the way, the etymology of the word mortgage is death certificate. So if you're really planning on buying a house, you need to think about how long you're going to be tied to that thing. I will leave you with one last really strong thought to ponder. In my life, I wanted one fucking thing, and it was called freedom freedom. I did not tie myself down to anything, not a job, not a man, not a house. Fuck that. I wanted freedom, the freedom to buy a plane ticket and go wherever I wanted, whenever. And the greatest pleasure I had in my lifetime, if I die tomorrow, I'll be happy knowing that I did it my way. And I really want you all to have that so deeply. So, I mean, I can't tell you how happy I am to be in Brooklyn right now, where we launched the podcast in 2018. Now, of course, you don't know this, but in between then and now, I have certainly felt like a loser, like I wasn't going anywhere, and I wasn't making any progress. And then I realized when my team sits me down in New York and LA, and they're asking me questions about how I made it and what advice I have for them. Well, my God, maybe I am doing it right. Maybe there isn't one way or one road to the path of success. I get so passionate about this. I I start thinking thoughts before I can even say the words. But the full circle moment of being on set with Sarah after I used to crash on her couch. Yes, Sarah Gore, the newscaster in New York. We used to crash on her couch 16 years ago. And then we were on set together. And she's like, My God, you have a long title, Candace. We are so proud of each other. I had mentioned her on that last podcast because I thought our shoot was going to be good, but my God, was it great. There was something electric about old girlfriends being together that really support one another. So aim high with your friends. Surround yourself with women that you really admire. I still have Courtney, Crystal, Dana, Steph, and amongst other, many other special girls to me. And then there is I just saw Sejal, Adriana, I love my Shiseido team like family here, Aaron, you know you're the best. Sophie, Haley, I met Jesse and Alessandro. It's sorry, Alessio. <laughs> Don't you love it when you go to a party and you have a drink and you keep calling your Italian friend the wrong name all night? And then they're like, don't worry, the music was loud. (laughs) Anyways, a big full circle moment for me this week was realizing that the trajectory of the hard work that I've put in just maybe will be coming back to me. But the sacrifices that you have to make are a big laundry list. So you better get ready. The main point of advice is to take the risk. Go for it. Free yourself from the safe harbor. Explore, dream, discover. It is the Mark Twain quote that brought me to New York City after my sister shared it with me. You're going to sacrifice even family. It's all good. I was so scared of what other people thought about me that I almost didn't do this job. And I'm not even sure what to call the title of my job anymore. But let's just go with, does everything really fucking well. (laughs) That's all we've got this time for Wabi Sabi. Sacrifices for success. You will have a list. You will get there. Never, ever give up on your dreams. And allow yourself to be free. Remember that freedom is the life's, it's life's greatest blessing. There is nothing else like it. And it may be the one ingredient that I gave to myself as a gift that allowed me to just fly. And boy, am I still getting started just wait thank you to com for sponsoring this podcast and ariana huffington is coming on this week we're so excited to share her episode with you stay tuned and look to Wondermind for candace's fabulous uh contest for kintsugi wellness books you can win and i'll sign them and then please check out my instagram and comment i see them all it's like currency for the people you love. I posted all my New York live videos with Sarah there and on TikTok too. Juicy. You know we need those comments, you guys. All right, I'm rambling now. I've digressed. That means it's time to go to bed. For one last night, New York City, you are the love of my life. And thank you guys for being the best podcast audience ever. Wabi Sabi, you the best. melting away.